Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And good morning everybody. It's Justin Brady and Adrian Brandstead on News Radio 1040 WHO. Coming up in the next half hour, we have Mike Rowe. He's going to be calling in and talking to us. He's he's going to be here in Iowa. There's just not much that he doesn't do. No kidding. He has the podcast, which is really fun. We're going to talk yeah. about this. Yeah, we'll him. talk about it later. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Uh, but he has all a bunch of stuff we're going to we're going to ask him about. But right now, there's a kind of a big deal coming up. Pinky Swear. You guys are all familiar with Pinky Swear um, because Van and Bonnie talk about them all the time. But Pinky Swear has a ton of stuff coming up, and it's definitely worth uh, hitting again and making sure that you're all aware of what they're doing. It's a great organization. But, you know, it's probably better to bring in an expert. A yes, Pinky it Swear is. expert. I agree. And so we have brought in Mary Mendenhall Core. She's with us. She's with Pinky Swear. Thanks for coming, Mary. Hey, Good morning, Mary. Thanks for having me on this morning. Thank you. And we gave you, we made sure to give you the prank chair. Yes. yes. <laughs> As she said, Van and Bonnie don't treat me this way. <laughs> we, we, I feel so special. <laughs> we have this chair that like, I don't know if the air compressor oh, thing gosh. on it is like not working, but she sits on it and it like sinks into the floor. Oh my gosh. It looks like a chair for a giant and then you oh, sit on so it and funny. it goes to normal. Yeah. Jamie would appreciate that. Yes. Chair. Jamie would appreciate that chair actually. <laughs> so Mary, what's coming up? Uh, what's coming up? What's Pinky Swear up to? Well, we have a huge event next Sunday, September 24th at Principal Park. It's the Hy-Vee Pinky Swear Fun Run and 5K. And it'll be from, registration is online right now at pinkyswear.org backslash events. And you can register also that day. And this is for all fitness levels, all ages, families, corporations, individuals. We're there to um, have a fun morning. Starts at about 8 a.m., you can register prior to that, and it's all about helping families who have a child battling cancer. Yeah, so tell us a little bit, uh, for listeners that don't know, tell us what Pinky Swear is all about. The, the story behind Pinky mm-hmm. Swear, uh, first time you told it on the air made me cry. Literally, oh. it did. I, it brought, I texted you that. I know, you did. Well, Pinky Swear started back in 2003 after nine-year-old Mitch had terminal cancer. He had bone cancer. He was at the hospital at University of Minnesota's Children's Hospital and overheard a family crying at Christmas time because they could not afford Christmas presents. And that just broke Mitch's heart, and he couldn't understand that. So he had taken his savings, put it in envelopes, and went around that one evening and put those envelopes under the doors of all the families who had a child battling cancer. And he wrote, Love Mitch, XXOO. And he was so touched by that, he said, Dad, he goes, can we do this next year? And his dad looked at him and he said, Buddy, he goes, you're not going to be here next year. Oh, that's, yeah, that's all. Ugh. And so he made his dad pinky swear that after he was gone, that they would continue helping families who had a child with cancer. And the foundation started um, shortly after he passed away in April of 2003. So we help families with financial support, mortgage, car repair, car payments, rent payments, utility payments. When that uh, family's life is turned upside down, when they get that devastating news their child has cancer, we come in and we can help them stay afloat because one out of 11 families who have a child diagnosed with cancer will file bankruptcy. Hmm. Well, because that's uh, life-changing. 
it, it rocks everything. Right. It's that it, it, ripple, it, ripple effect, Justin, because when a family gets that diagnosis, it, it affects the whole family. Right. The siblings. Um, a lot of these kids have to go out of state, depending on what type of cancer they have. We have families go up to Mayo. We have one family in, at um, getting treatment in Boston. One family has to go to Washington, D.C. because of the types of cancer and where the best treatment is. Well, it's so far beyond just, you know, you think uh, your your child gets cancer. It, it, obviously, there's an emotional toll. But it's so, and that's, I think that's where usually people who haven't experienced this will stop. And they're like, wow, the emotional toll, that must be really hard. Mm-hmm. But there's a time toll because you have to go to treatment. You have to re- basically, right. I don't even Especially know how. Especially if you have two working yeah, parents. Yeah, I don't know how right. you do that. And then there's, there's also the financial strain. That's three things. Right. Which is just terrifying i don't know how you deal with that and you guys that's why you exist right and so our average gift is about five hundred dollars and we can help families more than once so we're not a one-stop organization we really try to take um and and help these families as much as we can but obviously we can help more families and have bigger gifts to them if we can raise more money and that's why this event next week is so important and i just want to give a shout out to our sponsors um so hy V is the title sponsor they're a huge partner with pinky swear we have our media partners who radio and des moines register but we have midwest heritage bank ronald mcdonald house arian berkshire hathaway home services lending Kodiak Cakes, Blank Children's Hospital, American Equities, Business Solver, and Hubble Realty. So wow. they really stepped up. We definitely up. appreciate yep. them helping out. Yeah. So tell us about the event itself. What is a fun run and what else? Are you, I know there's more to it than just a run. Right. Well, first of all, Justin, you'll be there because you're going to be our I MC. will be there. Yes. Thank um, you for asking. That yes. was really fun. Yeah. So um, we will have a um, 9 a.m. 5K and 10 a.m. we'll have the one-mile fun run walk. But we're also going to have face painters. We'll have a balloon artist. We'll have activities. We've got the zoo down, zoo coming. We've got the art center. We've got a lot of community partners that are coming out to help us. Um, we have Hy-Vee will be grilling. They've brought a lot of their vendors that will be there giving away food. Kodiak Cakes will be making pancakes. Oh, we wow. Have I, mean, new, I love yep, pancakes. And we have a good surprise, too. So Sam and Gabe's are creating a new restaurant. It's called the Dirt Burger. And they're going to... Oh. Yep. And so, maybe I wasn't supposed to say, but <laughs> don't tell anybody. It's they, out now. They are going to be there um, and, and sharing some samples of their new restaurant they're going to be opening up. And it probably won't be ne- next spring, but you can come and get kind of a sneak peek at what they're going to be offering the community. What a great idea. Yeah. That is a great idea. And... You also have a radiothon that's coming up soon. Yes. And that's that's actually Mary, where I learned about Pinky Swear. Well, I, I was familiar with it because of you, but that's where I really understood what Pinky Swear was all about because I got to do the radiothon. I volunteered to do that. Right. So tell us about that radiothon so when that is. Yep, that'll be coming up on Friday, December eighth, five a.m. to seven p.m. A great uh, partnership with WHO Radio. And we're on air all day asking for pledges and donations to Pinky Swear. We're going to have some fun um, additions to the Radiothon this year. we got Chick-fil-A going to be there from 7 to 9, giving away free breakfast sandwiches as people drive up and drop off donations. Um, I've heard that uh, the Drake Bulldog women's ladies... Basketball team will be oh there helping gosh. us out. They're I mean, amazing. Yeah. They were there so, last year, too. Yep. Yeah. So, they're, you know, last year was really cold, if you'll remember. I can and imagine this year will be the same. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, anyway, um, so we, you know, we love our volunteers, and they're, you know, giving up their time and battling the cold, 
getting donations for those that stop by the the station as well. So it's it's going to be a fun morning, and obviously High V will be involved with that as well. And we're right now trying to get more sponsors. So if you're listening and you would like to get involved, you can contact me through the website pinkyswear.org. Um, but you can get more information about our event next week or the Radiothon on our website as well. And that's all pinkyswear.org. Obviously, pinkyswear.org is where you go to register for the fun run. Can people yes, still register for that? They sure can, and they can even sign up the day of, too, if they want to. And what's the cost of that? Uh, that is on our website. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> and what you also... <laughs> You also have a fundraiser coming up at a restaurant that I like and I've been to, Gilroy's. Well, actually, that's going on right now. Oh, is that right now? Yeah, so I just came from there. So they are giving 10% of the proceeds for their Saturday morning breakfast brunch. Runs from, well, started at 7.45 this morning or runs till 2 o'clock. So stop by there and they're doing their uh, like tailgate breakfast brunch okay oh, and their food idea. is phenomenal if you haven't been there they have amazing food yeah. so i uh <clears throat> quality control this morning before oh I got here. thank you yeah. <laughs> i love that gilroy's is uh now you, what, what do you know i've been to the brunch at americana and i know mm-hmm. it's the same same restaurant so yep, if it's sister. anything like americana it's probably pretty the brunch at americana big. is really uh-huh. good yeah, yeah so it is really have an amazing. It is really it was good. delicious. So, yeah, yeah, Gilroy. Now Gilroy's is a funny place because it's a restaurant. <laughs> it's a restaurant devoted to redheads. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> have you ever been there? Oh, of course I have. I love that place. The oh. food is amazing. So, Mary, I want to make sure that you give all this information because it's a lot of information. So sure. go over it really quick. Yeah. When's right. the fun run? The fun run is next Sunday, September twenty fourth, at Principal Park. It starts at 8 a.m. Come down before that to register, or you can register online now at pinkyswear.org. And then when is the Radiothon? It's Friday, December 8th from 5 a.m. to 7 p.m. And then the fundraiser today is happening at Gilroy's right now until 2 p.m., and you can go eat brunch. Exactly. And give the website out as well. We want to make sure people remember this. Pinkyswear.org. That's too easy. Yeah, that now, is I know, really now you're, you're, easy. Nowadays, you're supposed to have these long, complicated web, yeah. but not you guys. I was like, I was waiting for you to complete yes. it, but it's <laughs> pinkyswear.org. Mary Mendenhall Core with Pinky Swear. Thank you very much for coming in today. Well, really thank appreciate you it. for thank having you. me. And we're going to hear from Simon. He's over at Crossroads and Crossroading, Crossroads Shooting Sports. And I'm Justin Brady and Adrienne Branstead on Saturday Morning Live. Hello, everybody. It's Justin Brady and Adrienne Branstead on Saturday Morning Live. Guess where I was on Thursday? Where were you on Thursday? The Electric Car Show. Oh, geez. <laughs> so oh, I'm yeah. surprised you didn't say heaven. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> that no, is your heaven. Cool. So this year, a gentleman brought a P90D, Tesla Model S. It Until the P100D came out, it was like the fastest, like fanciest car Tesla had. There was also a Tesla Model X there. But I'm looking, I mean, I don't know, I can't remember the price tag on these things. They're like 150000 or something ridiculous like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this thing was beautiful. And I was sitting there thinking, how will I ever make enough money to buy one of these things? You know who would never approve of that? Who? Adam Carroll. Adam, you don't think he'd approve of no. that? Let's ask him. No. We have- <laughs> <laughs> you will never let's, approve of that purchase. Come on. You know what? Justin, <laughs> on a radio personality salary, I am certain yeah. you can well, swing the Tesla. <laughs>
<laughs> yes, we make a lot. Us part-time weekend radio hosts make so much money. It's it ridiculous. Is. It's crazy. Uh, so I know you have a mastery of money tip for us. And what is that? And, and it's, uh, it has something to do also with uh, our next guest as well. It does. It does. Uh, so the mastery of money tip for this week is the Iowa Skilled Trades event that's coming up on September 28th at the Iowa Event Center. This is for any kind of um, any any family member, really educators and students are encouraged to attend, but companies can buy tables at this event and then maybe donate some of the seats at the table so that uh, folks can come and find out all about the skilled trades that are going on in Iowa. And it's a it is a highly, um, highly needed position in today's day and age. And I'm sure your next guest is going to talk about that. Yeah, he, yes. I know he's a big advocate for that. So what do you what do you mean by um, uh, skilled trade? What, what is a skilled trade? Well, skilled trades think as you drive through Des Moines and you see construction projects and, and new homes being built, it's anything and anyone that would would work on those kinds of projects. So we're talking framers, we're talking carpenters, we're talking uh, drywall and painters and HVAC technicians, um, literally anyone who's working in the skilled trades, meaning working with their hands, working construction, working building of some kind. But we have this huge shortage coming up in the next 10 years in the skilled trades, and that's part of the reason that the Iowa Skilled Trades is putting on this event on September 28th. Do you think it's because of, like, the four-year colleges? Do you think it's because, like, I mean, when you get out of school, like, you go to college, and, I mean, there's not, I mean, a huge major in, you know, home building. I mean, there's business, but there's not, like, these skilled trades. Do you think that that's the reason for the decline? I think that's part of it, Adrian. I think that, by and large, we had made hard work kind of a, a, a nasty thing for right. a long time. You know, that, that whole work smart, not hard uh, motto that was put out there some time ago. Today, I think more and more schools are realizing that they have students that actually would really thrive in that environment. So among the apprenticeships that are out there and and some of the, uh, you know, the skilled trades academy that's going on down here downtown – there's some really cool things for students that want to get into the trades and maybe don't see themselves at a four-year school right away. I think that's amazing, and I love that there's a lot of opportunities out there for them, too. Yeah. So I know I'm dying to know, what's the Mastery of Money tie-in to this, then? Well, the Mastery of Money tie-in is if you have a student who maybe is not a sit-at-a-desk-for-the-next-four-years kind of kind of kid, um, you know, male or female— then perhaps they go down to this skilled trades event down at the Iowa Event Center on September 28th, listen to what is going to be an amazing talk by Mr. Mike Rowe. And, um, and also Governor Kim Reynolds will be there. I'm yep. seeing the event. But I think I, I want people to understand that there are other options as opposed to going and getting forty dollars or $50,000 in debt right. for a college degree. You can go sort of explore other options and not have to take on that kind of, that kind of liability to do it. I like that. You, Governor Reynolds, and Mike Rowe. That's like a trifecta. I know. They're all Saturday morning live people. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I see the common, what is it, the Kevin Bacon? Yeah. (laughs) Eight degrees of separation. (laughs) It all comes back to Saturday morning live. Well, it's interesting. I was talking to a gentleman uh, at Freedom Blend Coffee, actually. We were talking about Freedom Blend this morning. And he's, I think he wants to be uh, going to plumbing or carpentry. He's trying to decide. And he was saying, wow, these jobs actually pay really well. Yes. And you can go right into them. 
And one of the things he was talking about, well, we were talking together, is so many times college almost looks like a next step. It's just that's what you do after high school. And it's not a next step. It's a tool. Just like any other thing, it's a tool. You know, someone wouldn't say, oh, I want to get a pottery wheel. Are you interested in going into pottery? Well, no, but, you know, I should probably just go get a pottery wheel. I mean, it's just college is a tool. If it helps you get to your goals, great. But don't just go there because that should be the next logical step, right? Right, right, exactly. Well, you guys know that when I did the Broke, Busted, and Disgusted documentary, Mm -hmm. Um, what we found it was that the um, the Iowa Sheet Metal Workers Association came to us and said we'd like to be a uh, an associate producer on the documentary, and I talked to the the folks there and I said what is in it for you, and they said well here's the deal we go into high schools all day every oh. day, and we tell them about our apprenticeship program and they'll say well we'll go round up the kids who aren't college material and bring them over to you. Oh and my they said, gosh! You know we don't we don't want delinquents and and you know your derelicts we want actually kids who want to work with their hands and see this as a viable opportunity here's the amazing thing when they showed us the numbers these kids make you know 30 35 40 thousand dollars the first couple of years by the by their fourth year of the apprenticeship program they're making sixty thousand dollars a year and when they get out they're guaranteed jobs at at least 65 grand a year with no debt with no debt and the equivalent of, a, of an associate's degree a two-year degree at the time. So when I saw that, I got really behind all of the skilled trades movement and why I'm so honored to be a part of the event on the 28th. Um, and I think it's going to be amazing. I hope I hope we get 1,500 to 2,000 people oh, there. Oh, I hope you do too. And I know that one of the things Mike will probably talk about is the need, like how much need there is for these, these jobs. Yes. And it is, uh, it's almost obscene. There was $2 billion worth of construction going on in the Iowa City Coralville corridor as of about six months, six to 12 months ago. And drywallers, folks who were hanging and finishing sheetrock, were making six figures over there because there was such a demand for <laughs> Okay, them. good for them. I yeah. mean, like, honestly, like, hats off to them. I'm right? happy to hear that. Right. I mean, that's just amazing. So it's it's supply a great opportunity. Demand. It is supply and Tons demand. Tons of demand for those jobs. And we got to help though. get as many people open to the idea of maybe pursuing that even if Hard it's work. for a five-year period you yeah know? i'm gonna send my boys to go learn how to uh frame and hang drywall because i want to get my basement finished really <laughs> cheaply. i knew that was coming <laughs> i'll send my girls over to paint please that's so funny yeah it's it's selfish reasons Adam. Yes. well come goodness on. gracious well, Adam, thank you so much for coming. Mastery of Money. What's the website really quick? Masteryofmoney.com. Mastery we'll always have new right. tips, new Money. blog We can't posts. wait to see you next week or thank next week, next month. Appreciate you coming in. And up next, we have Mike Rowe. We're happy to hear from him. Can't happy wait. you can call in. And I'm Justin Brady with Adrian Branstad on News Radio 1040 WHO. Welcome back, everybody. It's Justin Brady and Adrian Branstad on Saturday Morning Live. As promised, Adrian, I did promise this. Yes. And we have the one and only Mike Rowe on the phone with us. Mike, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for coming. Or, well, not yeah. coming in, calling in. You, you guys actually made a promise to your listeners yeah. based on a, a celebrity type appearance. That's very, that's very brave of both of you. <laughs> yeah, well, we need all the help we can get, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm here to create the illusion of helpfulness. What can I... What can I do? And what are are you in Des Moines? Yeah, yes. Des Moines, Iowa, the best city yeah, on I, earth. I love. I honestly, I'm not saying it. I I love Des Moines, Dubuque, Davenport, Marshalltown, Mason City. 
Tia Cook, Ames, Clear Lake, Cedar Rapids, Fairfield. I was very good to dirty jobs. Wait a minute. Are you running for Iowa governor? What's going on here? You are naming (laughs) off those counties like left and right. That's pretty good. You thought this was just an interview about fuel trades. No, I have a big announcement. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm I'm quite honored that this announcement gets made. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Saturday morning live. <laughs> well, that was impressive. <laughs> So, Mike, you're coming to town September 28th for an evening to bring significance back to the trades. You're, uh, I guess you're speaking at that, and you're speaking alongside two other friends uh, of Saturday Morning Live, Governor Kim Reynolds and Adam Carroll, who are, well, Adam's a frequent guest, but Governor Reynolds has been on as well. Yeah, she's wonderful. Oh, good. Look, you guys probably know more than I do. My, uh, my, my schedule these days is on sort of a need-to-know basis. And, <laughs> you um, have people for the, that. Yeah, and they look me square in the face and say, Mike, you just don't need to know. 24 hours ahead, we'll, uh, we'll brief you. But this, actually, I did know about because there have been press releases. And uh, when, uh, when the organization reached out months ago to tell me about it, we didn't go through the normal, well, let's look at the schedule, let's figure it out. We just said absolutely because what you're trying to accomplish in Iowa is identical to what my foundation exists for. Um, we've been around since uh, Labor Day of 2008 with the exact same message uh, as the one that's being put forth in this conference. So I was flattered to be invited and uh, happy to come. So what is your foundation all about? And that's the Micro Works Foundation, right? Yeah. Back in 2008, when Dirty Jobs was um, kind of a big deal, we were the number one show on cable. We were in 200 countries. Things were really going uh, very well for me and, and for the network and for the show and the economy, as you might recall. Uh, completely pooped the bed, and everything went off the rails. And suddenly, uh, the headlines are all talking about record high unemployment. I mean, I was living on the road in 2009, and every single morning, no matter what town I was in, no matter what motel or hotel, I'd pick up the paper, and the headline news was always, you know, 8%, 8 8.5%, 9%, 10% unemployment, right? It was it was really incredible, but the crazy thing was, everywhere we went on dirty jobs, I saw help wanted signs, and it just didn't make any sense to my brain. Sure. The the louder the narrative of unemployment became, in 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 the areas where I was visiting and working, the more strident the plea for skilled workers. And it just became obvious to me that there was another narrative going on in the country. There was a skills gap. In fact, in those days, 2.3 million jobs existed that, for whatever reason, uh, people just weren't enthused about. Uh, and these were good jobs, jobs that required training, not necessarily a four-year degree. And every, every person I spoke with on Dirty Jobs who ran their own business uh, said the same basic thing with regard to the primary challenge facing them, and that challenge was recruitment. 
finding people who were willing to take the time to learn a skill that was in demand and then apply that skill with a measure of uh, work ethic that unfortunately seems to be not in uh, abundance. So given that, given the fact that my show was doing very well and the people who were making it possible were all struggling with the same basic challenge, I thought it, it might be a good time to at least shine a light on a whole category of opportunities that existed that people weren't excited about. And not just classic dirty jobs. I mean, you know, welding and steam fitting and pipe fitting right. and carpentry and, you know, the classic construction trades. So the foundation began as a kind of PR initiative or an awareness campaign for a couple million jobs that weren't getting any love. It, it grew um, into a scholarship fund and then it sort of morphed into this ongoing initiative that allowed me to partner with a lot of big companies and do some other uh, quasi-related shows to keep that basic message front and center. And I you, wish I could tell you. you I, you've I, given I, out how much now in scholarships? Um, between, I mean, look, we're a modest foundation uh, by, by most standards, but between four and five million. That's amazing. Um, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's really money that's been raised primarily by fans of, you know, the, the shows that I do and, and companies who have supported us and these bizarre auctions I do with the, with the stuff in my garage. It's very <laughs> strange. <laughs> I forgot well, about that. Skip the garage sale, auction it off. <laughs> We call them uh, a crap auction, which stands for <laughs> collectibles, rare and precious. And um, it's basically me telling stories of these weird, dirty jobs, items that I've kept from, you know, days gone by. And I autograph them and tell a funny story and people dramatically overpay for them. We've raised hundreds of thousands of dollars doing that. So at least they're overpaying for a good cause. That's exactly right. It's, it's, it's part telethon, part variety show, part guilt trip, part politics. It's, it's just a big, hot mess of reasons to make your listeners care about the trades. Because, by the way, the 2.3 million jobs that I mentioned that existed back in 2009 are now 6.2 million. Wow. So wow. It, it's, I guess that means I'm... I'm I'm failing miserably <laughs> in my skill set, um, but nevertheless, that's that's what's happening. You know, the opportunities are out there, and this thing that uh, is going on in Des Moines is an attempt to call attention to that locally. Now, are there more needs available simply because people are aging out? It's a big part. You know, it's math. I can tell you, in Alabama, uh, I was approached a couple years ago to help them with a the campaign because. Uh, Two-thirds of all the construction workers in Alabama were north of 55. Two-thirds. Wow. And there was nobody, you know, there's just no one standing by to do that work. Well, that's kind of hard um, work for, you know, 55 and over. It is hard work, but it's not anywhere near the drudgery that is so often portrayed. It's, um, it's physical work, but right. it's also, you know, it's also mental. Um, it's very satisfying. But it, for whatever reason, these are not the jobs that parents say to their kids, look, work hard, study hard, and if you're lucky, you're going to be a home builder. They don't say that, uh, which is a shame because you just wait a year from now when Houston and South Texas are still being rebuilt oh. and Florida is still being rebuilt. You know, the, 
the tradespeople who are going to do that work are going to come from all different parts of the country. And that's just going to make the skills gap even wider in, in places, well, like Iowa. You know, a, a lot of people right now in Iowa who are skilled in these areas are going to go to the Gulf because that's where sure, that makes the sense. pressing need is. But that's not great news <laughs> for Iowa, right? Because before those floods, you know, we had 267,000 openings in the construction trades. Before the floods, that number is going to double in the next year. Sure. Because so the need to answer just your spiked. question, it's math. Yeah, absolutely right. It's 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 supply and demand, pretty much like anything else, except in this case, it's being driven by a crumbling infrastructure and exacerbated by some disasters you simply can't plan for or anticipate. Now, like you alluded to earlier, you're doing a ton of stuff right now. You have uh, well, two things. There's the podcast, but first, let's talk about returning the favor because that's brand new. And you've already, it's, I think uh, I was talking to someone else. They said it's in 16 days. It's already been watched 25 million times. Um, I couldn't love this more. I have to tell you. I just think <laughs> that this is the most amazing thing I've ever heard in my life. Please tell us more about it. Well, thanks. Um, you know, I wish I could take total credit for it. But the truth is, it, human kindness has been around just as long as human avarice. And I, I got the feeling um, earlier this year, just watching the news and looking at my news feed on Facebook, that the country, the country was just feeling bad. And, and look, we have reason to worry. Obviously, we always have. But now more than any other time, it seems to me that if we look constantly at cable news, if we look constantly at people who are protesting, angry, upset, calamities, disaster, destruction, disappointment, you know, pain, all these things that dominate the news and dominate social media, um, it's perfectly logical to feel rotten. Well, it's exhausting. I mean, it's, it's just exhausting. exhausting listening to it and seeing it and living right. it. Ugh. Right. So, look, I'm not a political animal, and, and I really don't need to pick fights in really any area. I'm trying to run a foundation and, you know, manage my own misspent career at the same time. <laughs> so it just, it just seemed to me, look, Facebook came and said, hey, we want to we want to get in the content game. Would you like to play? And I said, you know, if you're willing to shoot the making of a feel-good show, because I don't want to do a feel-good show like Extreme Home Makeover where they set out to make you cry and everything's manipulative and you know, predictable. I want to do an honest look sure. at decent people doing good work. And then I want to surprise them by giving them something, rewarding them in a way that will allow them to do more of what they're doing anyway. And we've, that been, was a pitch. we've been seeing a really interesting spike recently of people getting kind of upset with the fake reality shows. So it seems like the timing on this couldn't have been any better. Well, fake is, is the word that really is the kind of driving everything. It's, you know, people are tired of fake news. People are tired of fake drama. They're tired of, they're actually tired of fake happiness. You know, authenticity is the thing that, that's most in demand. So if you can give people an authentic experience in 5, 10, 20 minutes, an hour, it really doesn't matter. They'll, they'll reward it by watching. I can tell you, I've been in this ridiculous business for 25 years, and I've done a lot of TV. Most of it's not worth watching. Dirty Jobs was. <laughs> um, somebody's got to do it was. And, and this is. 
And I've got, I mean, I'm literally on my Facebook page now. There are over 23,000 comments on the first episode alone. And guys, I'm not even kidding you. I can't find a single bad one. Oh, wow. So You should get an award what, or something for that. Well, I don't think that that's even I don't possible. Know. It's I don't called know. season two. <laughs> I don't know if you're aware of this. That's because I'm going and flagging all of them as malicious for you. Oh, hilarious. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. I got it, your Justin. back. I got your back. So, but look, how do you I mean, find these people? Everything is suggested by the viewer. I, I quit trying to program television a long time ago. I, Dirty Jobs was programmed by the people who watched it. So it was somebody's got to do it. So it was returning a favor. I simply, you know, back in those days, there was no real social. I was in a chat room and people were, you know, very vocal about where they wanted me to go. In fact, one of the first dirty jobs we did was in Ames, Iowa. Um, a neighbor of a pig farmer wrote me a note and said, you've got to come meet Eric Polich. He's fantastic. So we did. I've been doing that ever since. So the people who watch these shows tell me where to go in no uncertain terms. Um, the people who watch these shows often wind up hosting them. I'm just more of a, uh, an avatar, you know, yeah. a, a cipher. I just show up. I, I, kind of, but not, not even that. I'm really, I'm, if, if I do this right, when these shows work right, especially returning the favor, it's me tapping the country on the shoulder and saying, hey, you should know this person. They're doing something over here in this little town you've never been to that that's worth celebrating and people dig it mike we want you to stick around can you stick around just a little bit i know there's a lot more you're working on and we want to talk about the podcast too sure i'm here all right i'm justin brady with adrian branstad on saturday morning live on news radio 1040 who all right everybody we're back it's justin brady and adrian branstad on saturday morning live we are still talking to mike Rowe. Mike, a lot of people are familiar with Dirty Jobs and the other shows you were talking about. You've done, it's kind of getting hard to keep up with everything you're working on. But one of my favorite things you're doing is this, uh, this podcast called The Way I Heard It. We were, we were listening to this, my wife and I, on our way down to a lake in southern Missouri. And we were listening to the Barbershop Quartet episode, which had her in tears. She's a, she's a music teacher. Laughing or crying? No, crying. Oh, my god! Because she's a music teacher, and her boys, um, she's in an urban school here in Des Moines, and her boys love Barbershop. So that's, she, she's like, what is, this is, this is Micro's new podcast? So tell us about the way I heard it. That's really great to hear. Thanks. Um, well, like I said before, there's no such thing as a new idea, and I stole this one from Paul Harvey. And, uh, you know, Paul Harvey, a great broadcaster who for years did a, uh, a segment in his news and commentary called The Rest of the Story. Many of your listeners will remember it. This is called The Way I Heard It, and these are short stories that are mysteries that typically reveal the subject at the very end. Um, what your wife listened to was, was not really that format. That was one of the first things I ever wrote. It was a eulogy to my music teacher, a guy named Fred King back in Baltimore, who uh, literally and physically in every way imaginable changed the trajectory of my uh, career by forcing me into music. He was basically Mr. Holland, you know, Mr. Yes. Holland's opus. So, um, you know, I, I wrote a story about Fred in the form of a eulogy, and then I peppered it with some music, and then I got a little carried away and put in some effects and things. But 
I threw that out there recently, just into the ether, because the uh, Barbershop Harmony Society gave me a lifetime membership, and I wanted to do something, you know, just to call some attention to to their organization, which which I still think is is actually kind of cool. And so that particular episode went around the world, and that's very flattering. But every week, I try and write a story. Sometimes it's a biography. Sometimes it's a, it's history. And I try and wrap it up into a surprising format. And I throw it up on iTunes and wherever people listen to podcasts. And um, the way I heard it has so far been downloaded uh, 54 million times. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. <laughs> Congratulations. I think we have those same ratings here at SML. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, Maybe a little less. Definitely. Give or take. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> well, well, I... I feel kind of, you know, gross talking about the numbers because I honestly don't know how people measure success, you know, in turn, because there's so many people in the country and everybody always throws numbers around. But, but more important than that, my mother likes it. And the feedback. <laughs> well, that's the most important. The, the comments are, are, are always, uh, kind and saying, look, more, more stories about real people. You know, you made the point in the last segment. That's what's for sale. It's, it's not about being right. It's not about being loud. It's not about uh, winning. It's about being real. And if you, if you can fake authenticity, there's really no telling how far you can go. <laughs> it's a hard thing to do. Mark Twain, I think, said that. Yeah. <laughs> so that is absolutely amazing. How long have you been doing this podcast? Um, we started... Let's see. I wrote the first one um, March a year ago. So about, uh, what is that, like a year and a half. That's impressive. My my yeah. mother really wanted me to ask about the story you read from your mother. I think the letter? Yeah. That's the, that's the single most humbling thing that's happened to me uh, in a long time. My, my mother upstages me at every turn. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I, I put she and my dad in... Whatever projects I'm working on, I was just in Baltimore, where, where they still live, shooting an episode of Returning the Favor, and basically it, the whole thing turned into Bring Your Parents to Work Day. Um, <laughs> they they showed up, they wound up literally hosting the show. They took the whole thing over. Um, my mom and dad now have you know uh, agents and representatives, and and I'm I'm obviously tickled by it. But to answer your question, my mother <laughs> lost. Her big blue purse at a Walmart like eight months ago, and she wanted to tell me about it. So she called me, but I was shooting, and she left messages, and I was just traveling. It was crazy, and I didn't get back to her for like 36 hours, which, you know, is universally annoying to all mothers. <laughs> yes. So, Got in the doghouse so for a little while, huh? <laughs> Oh, yes. I, I, I was, she totally busted me, but rather than tell me the story on the phone, she wrote it. And my mother's a, a fabulous writer. <laughs> That is amazing. She sends me the email, and I read it. Uh, And I read it to myself, and it's one of the funniest things I've ever read. So I immediately turn the iPhone around, and I record it, and then I put it on Facebook, and then I go back to work. 48 hours later, 64 million people had watched it. (laughs) Unbelievable. And, And just like that, my mother's in, and I'm out. <laughs> Mike, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Can you give the website out and the foundation so people can find it? Sure. The easiest thing in my world is just to go to micro.com. Uh, that's still a website. It still works, and it has links to everything. You can go straight to microworks, 
if you'd prefer. And that's uh, just, you know what? I don't even like the dot coms and the dot orgs and all the other stuff. Nobody does it anymore. Just go to Google. Yeah. Like Microworks. That's what, yep. And um, yeah, you'll find me. Yeah, I'm impossible to miss. Mike Rowe with the Microworks Foundation returning the favor, the Facebook show, which already has 25 million views, probably more by now, and the way I heard it. Thank you so thank much, you. Mike, for joining us on Saturday Morning Live. This is Justin Brady and Adrian Branstad on WHO Radio. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.